0: Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and this week we have an interview with our good buddy James from the JRPG Report. Uh, He joined me, I believe it was last Saturday, to talk some Dragon Quest XI. And since we are switching up the release days for the podcast and making them Thursdays, um, and this interview ended up being almost an hour long i figured i would just release it as its own thing to start off the new release day so you're getting two episodes this week um, but it will be back to your normal one um, by next week and next week will be the dragon quest 11 wrap-up episode and then we'll be moving on to blair witch so uh, i just wanted to do a little intro for this because the normal intro wasn't on this because I expected to put this at the end of the next Dragon Quest episode, but after you know reviewing the length of it and all that, I figured it stands on its own, man. So without further ado, thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, you, you, there's not going to be any stuff for the the show at the end. I'm pretty sure. I think I have James plug his stuff. Um, but if in case I don't re- I don't remember and didn't, uh, you know, check out the Steam Machine Podcast at WordPress.com. Uh, click the Discord link. Come join our Discord. Vote on what games you want to hear, man do all that stuff you can check out the social media from there uh or you can actually listen to the podcast episodes themselves on there if that's how you prefer uh but yeah um enough of me rambling here is james from the jrpg report our resident jrpg expert uh i asked him to come on and give me his opinions on dragon quest 11 because obviously we cannot do a jrpg game without hearing from the jrpg report man himself mr james fisher james how you doing today buddy
1: i am well sir how are you i am tired but i'm good I'm I'm glad. I you know you you told me you had started that job this week, but I was like ah, I still want to go on the show. I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. pester you, but it worked out pretty good with you having a day off today.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I was at work yesterday, and uh, Nick's like, "Hey, by the way, you're off tomorrow." I was like, "Perfect, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Everything seems to be lining up well here." Uh, I'm waiting for that inevitable crash, but that's just the pessimist in me absolutely but yeah i'm happy to be here
1: i feel like i'm uh, contractually obligated every time you cover a jrpg but that's okay i love coming and talking
0: to you <laughs> it almost feels that way right almost feels <laughs> that way um so dragon quest 11 man i know you hold it in high regard um what was your first experience with this uh like when did you first play it what were your first thoughts um were you hyped for it Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I am uh, uh, your old school JRPG
1: player. That was my first love was Dragon Quest 1. Way back in the day. I won't age myself too much, but as a (laughs) a wee lad, growing up and learning how to to read on Dragon Quest was not exactly easy. But, you know, back then things were a little different. But, yes, I've been playing my entire life and when this came out japan was what 2017 so we got in 2018 i was very much looking forward to it you know obviously 10 did not come over here it was online only in japan so between the 3ds number nine and and 11 was quite a span they had to sit there and wait and i was kind of left a little disappointed with nine it was very different uh eight was Groundbreakingly amazing. So, I was very hyped and ready for it the first time around on PlayStation 4. And then, when this defended version came to Switch, uh, I don't know if you remember me on the podcast or not, but I was kind of upset
0: about it. Yeah. Um, I remember you being a little bit hurt about it. Yeah.
1: It, well, I mean, I feel like obvious for, for good reason. Like, you know, it felt like we got a version that was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But then, the Switch got the better version of it. And then, you know, what, two more years or whatever until it finally makes its way to uh, PlayStation 4 again, uh, PC and Xbox. But after playing it again and paying, you know, all that money, I, I got it on sale, you know, not after release. So I don't feel quite as butthurt about it, but <laughs> it it really is the best version. Like, I think there's that small difference in graphics. But overall, and especially, if, I guess, from your perspective, there is no really lack in, in graphical quality. But,
0: man, it's even
1: better. <laughs> and I could not be happier playing it all over again.
0: Yeah, so, like, I want to touch on Dragon Quest Nine because I want to get your... I wanna, I've want i never played it, so I want to hear what's different about it. But first, I want to say that, like, um, there's this weird thing in the PC world where there are people who prefer the original version of it because it looks better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean
1: it's 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 slight, but it it is definitely better than the original.
0: But I think that the amount of content that was added in the S or the definitive edition or whatever uh, outweighs the graphical like betterness of the original release. Now, I will also say that I think it's kind of fucked up that if you didn't or if you owned the game on PS4 that you didn't get that for free or like a discount like an upgrade type thing that's kind of shitty but it, it uh, is but it's
1: standard <laughs> you know yeah how long these, how long have we been getting definitive editions and paying all over for it again
0: a long oh, pff, long time <laughs> a long time <laughs> i think you know they went from game of the year editions to definitive editions and now you get like pre-order bonuses and all that bullshit yeah yeah
1: like i guess your game of the year editions are, are for you know your call of duties and stuff like that it's got all the content but yeah if you have a jrpg in particular you're going to get a definitive edition of it at some point in time
0: yeah now uh i've dabbled in dragon quest 8 i have it on the 3ds and uh mm-hmm. i enjoyed the time that i've put into it um i haven't gotten very far in it at all but uh I do enjoy it. The characters are hilarious. Um, I can't remember <laughs> what is his name. The guy that you meet in the beginning is like, oh, Govna. Yangus, uh, yes, yeah, Yangus. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. He I thoroughly enjoyed the entire enjoyed game. game. <laughs> but what did uh what did nine change? What did you not like about it?
1: So nine was made, you know, for the 3ds. So you. You got a, a weird kind of backstep from PS2 to 3DS, and I guess on on paper they're probably pretty similar hardware-wise. But the thing that I didn't care for with Nine overall it was, a, it was a perfectly fine game um, by Dragon Quest standards. I think it took a step back because there's only one main character, and the rest of your party is then filled out with I think it's Patty's Pub or something like that, and you go and recruit generic. Um, pre-made characters to fill out your party so that Uh, whole party dynamic is completely gone um there's no character progression you're you know you you your main character does go through a little bit but yeah it lost quite a bit with that in my opinion
0: yeah i feel like especially in these later dragon quest games like a big part of them is story building within your party Mm -hmm. and like character building
1: Uh huh. And backstories and motivations. And, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, the core gameplay was all
0: there, but everything else was lacking. Yeah, that's. I I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't, you know, there's much better Dragon Quest experiences, especially on a 3DS alone, because it's got four, five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Yeah, eight. Yeah, uh... Um,
0: any of them are better. I have 7. I've never played it, but I do have that one as well.
1: Okay. 7, I got halfway through and for some reason put it down. I, I don't exactly know why.
0: I think if it, I remember right, isn't 7 ridiculously long? It is. Um,
1: from one person told me it's like 200 hours. And it's it was a PlayStation 1 game. So it has this kind of weird, that isometric over top view, which kind of makes me a little nauseous. They fixed it a little bit for the 3DS version,
0: but... Um, is it... Is it like uh, like like trails? Uh, in the, or I'm sorry, the sky games, kind of like a that? little
1: bit. I know that's been the comparison, and then the original comparison was like I said. I, I only dabbled in the 3ds a little bit, and I, I think they did fix that. It looks more akin to the remakes of four, five, and six.
0: Okay, yeah, well, I'll have to check it out because I like those old school JRPGs, man. I really enjoy the uh, sprites, you know, like. That 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 look is really cool to me. Even when they take it and they do it like a three D 3D, three uh, D esque style, mm-hmm. kind of like the Trails series did back with the Sky games. Yes, those are those are amazing. I I felt like the the remakes they did for four, five, and
1: six were top notch. Like that's the way to do those old type games. Maybe until we get the uh, DQ three. 2d hd remake which may be the new standard on how to do these games
0: that was what i was just about to ask you about was (laughs) how do you feel about that because when i when i first saw that it was funny because nate has been streaming dragon quest 3 on twitch okay so i I told him i was like oh see you're an influencer the uh the switch version of it
1: yeah yeah um it's and that's that also got that same treatment like you know Kind of made for mobile, but then also upped a little bit for, for consoles. And what uh, they did a great job with those too. But three, I never got to play as a kid like two and three, you never even saw in stores growing up. So I've heard yeah. such good things about three over the years. And this will be my very first time experiencing it whenever it does finally come out. And I'm
0: super excited to get into that for sure. Oh, I, um, I'm sorry, he is he's been streaming the uh, NES, I think it's Dragon Warrior 3 oh okay so really old school then (laughs) super old school so i was like man well if you play the uh the hd upgrade it's gonna be like a huge jump oh yes Uh, kudos to him for
1: for going for that version of it because those are i think that was kind of like one where you had to like press door for door and stairs for stairs (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, man oh and speaking of that real quick man I, i loaded up Leisure Suit Larry 2 the other day, just to mess around in it. <laughs> and holy shit, those old adventure games, like having to type, okay, talk. And they're like, who are you mm-hmm. wanting to talk to? You can't just talk to it. You're talking to air. And I would be like, okay, talk to bartender. And then it would talk <laughs> to the bartender. Wow. And yeah. So there we're pressing the door
1: button and there's no
0: door there. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's those, those mechanics. I'm glad that things evolved past those mechanics.
1: Well, they had to. I mean, that's
0: where it had to start, so that's okay, as long as it didn't stay that way. (laughs) So um, who is your main party in eleven? Like, who do you Uh, go to?
1: Towards the end of the game, I guess, if we're talking once you get Hendrick. um, I like to have him in there, so I... I played through it, you know, this is kind of... We talked about this last time. We just so happened to kind of be playing through it again. I picked up this and started playing it again. And I just got to the second act. So I'm rebuilding the party. And once you get Hendrik, for me, it's hard to get him out because I actually put him at the front. And with his defense and, like, with the shield and everything, let him kind of be the tank. Yeah. You know, obviously the hero. You can't take him out. Um, you got to have your mage and then that third... Fourth character, so I guess it's you know Serena. Once (sighs) sad times, um, (laughs) we'll talk about Veronica later, I guess, but yeah, Serena, and then I'd usually Jade, and that's that's my go to. Like, you can put Eric in there at any point in time, especially if you're monster metal monster hunting and he gets you an advantage. Like, you can really make him breakable, like, he can go crazy. So, I kind of like to keep him out, and I was using. Sylv, a lot in the first part of the game with his whip, but he kind of just kind i feel like he kind of falls behind strength wise of the other characters. It's hard to keep him in there,
0: yeah, towards the end of the game, uh Silvando kind of fell out of my party except when I was uh, slime hunting or metal slime hunting mm-hmm. yeah um because of the pet power that yes. he jade and hero have um my I think my party mostly consists of. Uh, Hero, Hendrik, Jade, and Rab. Um, okay. And that was because I had. So I spent a lot of time on Slime Island. So, like, my characters were damn near all maxed out. Okay. And Rab with Claws has, like, a five or six hit combo thing called Animal. And then Jade's got one called Fast Feet or something like that where she kicks like four or five times so i i had all these people who could do uh he, either heavy hits or you know whatever and i would just be able to deal a lot of damage because i had hero dual wielding mm. and then i had Hendrik with a great sword until i started getting axes and then i had him dual wield axes <laughs> so i was just a a, a damaged powerhouse you know what i mean like i was melting losses i i think um,
1: that's the best thing is like you could come up with any party and make it strong if you want to because the game is so flexible and how with like I say with the dual wielding or you could go the swords and shield route. And, you know more defense or just like you said kind of just overwhelm them with offense to where your fight's over before the guy can even really hit you
0: yeah. And that was always my goal, man. I, you know, persona five got it in my head. Kill before you're hit. <laughs> yes. Do, do your best to kill before you're hit. Um, mm. now when I was metal slime farming, um, I would have, uh, Sylvando, Jade, Hero, and Eric. Okay. So I would do that pet power. Um, and I did this mostly in the, uh, the castle towards the end of, Act two, okay. It was, uh, in front is Inferno Castle. Is that right? I haven't got there again. So, uh, I. But yeah, I know, I know so. the, the
1: one. I know the one you're talking about there at the end. Yeah,
0: because you could get King uh, Metal King Slimes mm. there. So, oh yeah,
1: and Hatchet Man.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I would spawn those <laughs> in, and I would see that one, and I would immediately Eric would go first because he had the most deafness, mm. and I would use his. Uh, move that's like 60 something PP, but it uh, crits every time. Yes. And I would just use that on the King Slime.
1: Boom! There you go.
0: And reap rewards. Now, it was always King Slime and two uh, liquid sl- metal slimes. So okay. I would try to so uh, do my best.
1: 100,000 something experience. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> and I would do that for, you know, a couple hours and just get 10, 15 levels. Um,. But, uh, I was listening to
1: the to the other po- at least uh, part two there, and that, that seems like that's the majority of your playthrough is just slime hunting.
0: Yeah, man, I love killing slimes. <laughs> I do. There's I more to the I, game than slime hunting, my friend. I know, I know. Uh, I've actually been uh, costume hunting. Yes, recently. I wanted to
1: ask you about like how incredible the costumes is are, and how what a great feature like. Once you get the equipment, you don't have to hang on to it, and you don't have to be wearing it in order to put the costume on. You can be whatever you want once you've collected those pieces. An outstanding addition to this definitive Vision.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the one that I wish I still had that was apparently Switch only was like the, the Jon Snow-looking one for Eric because it was a really cool-looking outfit. Um, but... I'm drawing yeah, a blank on
1: what Jon Snow is. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, Jon Snow. It was like the dude from Game of Thrones. It was just like a very oh, Game of well, Thrones-y that's looking okay. wolf. Okay. <laughs> like a wolf. Yeah, I've never seen it, but that's just what okay. I've heard the outfit referred to as.
1: I got you. I got him in that, uh, I guess, the Sultan's outfit or whatever it is from, uh, it looks like a, a Persian prince or something that he's in. It's, yeah, That's probably my favorite so far.
0: I have, uh, the one that I've got him in is the Corsair. Like he looks like a pirate. <laughs> so I like, it. I don't know if you, if
1: you recall my, my statements on outfits or not. So the first time I play through a game, it has to be standard outfits. And then the second time I can go crazy with it. So I've been having a lot of fun with this one. Like I only, the hero has really kind of stayed in his main one. Cause I, um, I put him in the eight outfit for a while and then he gets the, uh, uh, the one set of armor, Dracillian. Yeah, which I like, but it's so clanky when he's running around; it drives me insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude.
0: <laughs> chink, 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 chink. Like, like no, chink,
1: this has got to go. I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I had him in the Dracillian armor for a long time, and now, oh man, I don't, I don't remember what the, what the armor he's. Oh yeah, I do. It's the, uh, the samurai looking armor. Oh, that cool. You get from Hado. Okay. Gotcha. That I haven't a, got that
1: one just yet.
0: Yeah, I think that's you get that one once you go back to Hado. Uh, in the post game, or not post game? I'm sorry, in Act Two. So uh, you'll get. There is, there, sure. um, is there a place to unlock the clown outfits
1: that show up when you're in uh, Savandro's little parade that Hendrik and Rab are in? Do you remember no. that part? Uh, oh
0: my goodness! So. <laughs> Those outfits are in the game but they are not ones that you can get to wear outside of <laughs> that is the- too uh, the look on Hendrick's
1: face that he's in a clown outfit just it's it's what I would feel if I was forced to <laughs>
0: like that just like <sighs> total disdain yeah <laughs> <laughs> no. uh yeah, because when I was looking through this list of all the costumes, I saw those, and it was noted that you can't get those for battle and stuff. I was like, "Damn!" Okay, just uh, just while you're in that parade, that's yeah. the
1: only time. Yep, yep. That's a sad, but yeah, I mean, the the men's are hilarious. The women's are amazing as well, for a completely different reasons. Um, it's hard not to get Jade out of the bunny suit, but you gotta you gotta persevere and move on. <laughs>
0: I actually think I've got Jade in the Warrior Princess outfit.
1: Yes, that's it's that's my favorite.
0: And then Serena, I have in I think like the whatever like the Serenica. I don't yeah. remember exactly what it's called, but it's like the Serenica outfit. Yeah, Princess. It's of hard for Light me not to call
1: her that. Just period. Afterwards, since she's basically both of them.
0: Yeah, dude. I I now that I'm in the you know where you go back in time and all of that. I need to find the accessory that lets you take Serena's hair and make it short again because I really thought she yes. looked good with the short hair. Yeah, it was very complimentary. Yeah, for sure. And like her whole attitude change, like that was really cool. Yeah, that was one of the parts of the games that uh, made me tear up a little bit. Was. <sighs> when you go and find her playing that harp by the tree. Yeah. And that just that whole, that whole thing when Veronica dies and stuff, I was just like, Oh shit. Oh, that it was me the such,
1: such a shocking moment the first time. Cause they don't, you know, death and destruction is kind of commonplace in dragon quest world, but like your main party, it may have happened before, but I don't really remember it off the top
0: of my head. So that's yeah. pretty big. I Okay, so one of the issues I have with this game is the way that Act Three just retcons Act Two immediately. And it's like Yeah. Okay, so I, I compared it to like Naruto filler. It was like, okay, so Act Two is all just like character building and filler, <laughs> but none of mm. it actually matters. Yeah. So, Getting the band back together. Cause uh all my characters other than Veronica obviously were level 99. Okay. Obviously. Yeah, I, I you know, I I yeah. And I uh I go back in time and only heroes level 99 now.
1: Yeah, I now I guess for you in particular that would be more
0: hit a little bit harder than normal people, but well, and and I am I'm further than I was on the switch. Like I thought I had gotten further than I did on the switch, but apparently I, I never even got to the post game. Okay. The draconian trials and stuff. Yeah. So I'm experiencing all this. So I had no idea that all my work was for (laughs) naught. So I'll have to go and grind. Sorry, man. Back to slime Island. (laughs) Yes, sir. Back to slime Island. Uh, so what were what were some of the, the story beats that really pulled you in in this game? Were there any that really, like, grabbed you? It's hard not to get drawn into the hero's story. Um, just
1: all the way through, right? And I know you guys already talked spoilers, so there's nothing really to to go on with. But, I mean, <laughs> his parents taken away at birth. You know, luckily, you know, the people who raised him in Cobblestone. I was so worried that, like, either... Uh, Gemma or Amber were going to like die and then like more heartbreak for him, but you know, coming full circle and getting Jade back and that whole that whole story. Like, you get sucked into it. And when you go and rescue your father, you know, King Erwin down there in the depths under the castle in despair for eight, 16 or 18 years. I don't know how long oh, it was yeah. supposed to be. I, I heard you talk about that in particular, that it really that the monster feeding on his despair, right? You're like, golly, like, no, I'm going to save my dad and I'm going to, I'm going to get to see him for the first time. Basically that it's hard not to <laughs> really get emotional about that
0: part. Cause it's so good. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. That was, that was brilliant writing.
1: Yeah. I, I think some of, um, you know, with Sarvandro kind of reconciling with his dad. I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that as you've gotten older, you know, people fall out with their parents and have to make up. And I think that was cool. Like they touched on, they didn't harp on issues, but they touched on a bunch of issues like with Eric and his sister, you know, there was that a lot of people can relate to that relationship. Um, Yeah. Just a, just a bunch of different little things. Like the fact that Rab is your grandfather and your party with you. How cool is that? Like, a handful of games like, you know, Grandia 3, your mom's in there for a while in your party. But typically, <laughs> it's not parental people <laughs> in your
0: party at all times or something bad happens to them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I it, it was funny. I did not even realize that Rab, like, I realized that he was your grandfather because he tells you and all that. But, like, hmm. I didn't realize that he was a king until the flashback. And I felt like an okay. idiot because I remember he had brought it up before then. And I guess it just didn't register with me. i felt like a dummy yeah yeah and you know kudos to him for stepping down you know
1: not not just uh waiting out till he till he dies on the throne but letting the younger ones kind of at it but yeah Yeah. it's it's i i like keeping um him in his kingly outfit i think that looks pretty cool this bald head running around with his crown on that looks cool
0: yeah yeah that's the outfit i keep him in too the Sun King or whatever I think it's called, whatever it is. But I mean, there's a bunch of little story moments that,
1: that I've stuck with. I've, uh, you know, it's been a while since I played it. So I'm kind of reading, experiencing everything as we're going through, but just overall, like the story really sucks you in. I love, you know, it's kind of got that, um, final fantasy six, like you lose (laughs) the world goes to ruin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that now, was a big thing for me, and now you gotta you know restore it back. you get these very two different versions of the world, and I love the games like that there's they're too few and far between. typically, it's well, nothing's really going on, like you know darkness is covering the land, but it looks like a nice bright, sunny day. everybody's going about their business just fine, no, like there's fire burning, <laughs> things are destroyed like. All the creatures are more evil than they were. Yeah, they've all got the red eyes going around, which I think is a cool look. Obviously, it's just an easy color change, but they all kind of look more sinister that way. Even like the cute little slimes. They're, they're, now they're,
0: look like they're about to get you. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I think they did a good job with that. I, I really respect, you know, them being like, no, you, f- you fail. You yeah. lose. Like, yeah. the world is fucked and you know good job on not doing what you were supposed to do (laughs) and then you know you have the chance to write it obviously um not not to give spoilers for a future episode but like there's a game that i played back on 360 that i have in our our library called divinity 2 eco draconis Mm -hmm. and at the end of the game you find out that and spoilers if you don't want to know the ending to this game for future episodes skip ahead 30 seconds (laughs) um you find out that the voice that's been talking to you the whole game was the bad guy and everything that you did helped him and you are now frozen in this crystal damned to watch the earth be ruled by this evil ruler and like all you did was for naught. you were the bringer of destruction wow and me and I remember me and my buddy Dustin sitting there going, "Holy shit, <laughs> what an ending!" Like I hated it when I first played it, but in retrospect, I respect the hell out of that decision. Oh yeah,
1: I mean that's unheard of. Like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Congratulations,
0: you doomed eternity. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say one complaint that I have, and I, I think I brought this up on episode two a little bit with Dragon Quest is. Man, there are a lot of cutscenes sometimes.
1: there are uh, even yeah. more so than ever before. like they really flesh those out. There's a lot
0: and there's uh there was one time in particular where I watched a cutscene it was like a three or four minute cutscene, and then it gives you back control of hero, and I took three <laughs> steps and it put me into another cutscene.: Yes, those are the worst, like just do them that- all. I was like, "Couldn't you have just, yeah, sequenced those together and not given me control back for two seconds?" Those are <laughs> frustrating. And
1: so I think like it's even more frustrating now because, are you streaming this, as well? Um, no, I haven't been. Okay, so you know, you know, I, I like to stream my content out there, but um, the cutscenes are fantastic for bathroom breaks. Like I've already seen it. Let it go. You know, I can run back and forth in three minutes, no problem except when there is a break like that for three steps. And so, you know, the viewers are sitting there looking at a, you know, the back of the hero's body for a minute or two. Well, I think there's a longer cut scene going on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, the dog's got to go to the bathroom. So I got to let it out and hopefully it's enough time. In that respect, I liked it, but there's a lot.
0: Yeah, for Um, sure. And I I, I was going to stream this and then just, I don't know, I just never did. Uh, I don't know why I need to get back to it uh, I'll have to work that out with uh, the, the new schedule and stuff but oh yeah everything's gonna change for you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not gonna be able to sink you know 60 hours a week into a game if I need to
1: no no you, you, you rejoin rejoined
0: reality so that's not <laughs> that's not yeah. the way it usually works as much <laughs> but I, w- I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna do my absolute best to not let it affect the podcast too much like oh well you said you got what Sunday and Monday so that works yeah. out good
1: for releasing uh, recording might be a little difficult but
0: yeah well it would be just you know I think we usually like normally we record on Sunday nights so that's not so okay. bad it's it's just going to be getting in the, uh, the gameplay during the week I'm going to have to you know get in a couple hours after I get off work if I'm not absolutely dead tired mm-hmm. um, I foresee some like t- a lot of two parters in, the- <laughs> in oh yeah or
1: four parters you know a game like this <laughs> it's, oh yeah is a long one Um I, bet- I wanted to ask I- you something I, I heard you talking about the casino sure Um, and you're talking about you know getting the platinum great sword and it didn't last you that long and that's pretty standard like you get to stand you know you get the best weapon for a while so like you know to save your progress go in the casino. Use all your coins and then reload your save. Right?
0: No. No. So tell me
1: what. Okay. Me so what what it is is you will take all your money, buy as many tokens as you can, go save it, and then go in the casino. So as you bet them all, if you lose them all, just reload your game. Like you don't have to go through the whole process of, um, and it's at that saves you a bunch of time. Like that's been like the trick since casinos were introduced in the game. You kind of can always just go save your game and reload it and then accumulate some more tokens. If you lose them all, well, you just saved. So you're fine. Just go back to that point. And this game was a lot more generous on the jackpot. Like it only took me about 30 minutes to get all the way through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I never had, like, the need. To, I did get into some sticky situations where I had to go sell some stuff to get some more coins. Okay. But, like, I never went fully broke, so I never, like, had to reload okay. or really go farm, farm.
1: This was, this, like I said, this game was much more generous, like, in particular, like, eight. Like, you might have been able to buy, like, 900, you know, tokens at the very beginning, which is not much. Like, you could lose that near instantly, especially on the 100, 100 slots. But Oh, yeah. But yeah, if you, if you just saved it first and then <laughs> go and reload, that's that's always been my trick. So I was able to get all the weapons and Jade's Thunder Lance at the same time. So you, you get a pretty good little upgrade. But yeah, until I, I feel like the the when the casino opens up in uh, Octovania, is that what it's called? Uh, Octagonia. Octagonia. That's it. Like I
0: don't feel like those ones were nearly as helpful as the
1: earlier ones in Port Gloria.
0: Well, no, because those are run by a fucking demon or whatever <laughs> yeah. the hell it is. And then once, you, you know, you can do all you want in there because you have to to get that one item to get through the quest or whatever. Right. But, like you do all you want, you save all up these coins. And then once that part's over, they all vanish because they were fake. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I just feel like the weapons don't even I don't I can't remember what was in there, but I did not spend any time at that casino.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there was a bunch of mystery choices. And, like, I got one of the mystery choices that was, like, a significant amount of casino coins, Mm. and it was a magic water.
1: Nice,
0: great, useless. I I was so (laughs) mad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, That's actually my very next thing is I just got done to and I was headed to, to the Galsam to go rescue Jade. Which was uh, awesome, by the way. I, I think you guys touched on it a little bit, but all those character episodes that they put in after the fall—that was really great. Like, I knew that those were in the game, but I didn't know. At one point, I thought it would be post-game that you'd see all that, but yeah, it was thrown right in there, so you could really see exactly how the characters got in that situation.
0: Yeah, I, I really I like that too. With each character, kind of having it's just it's just more more character building. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I loved it. Added two or three hours onto the game, at least. Now, I have to say that I hold this game in pretty high regard. Like, even though I've never beat it, and I'm, I'm but I'm going to beat it this week, actually. You're close, yeah. <laughs> I'm very close. Um, I put this game up there with Persona 5. Maybe not better than Persona 5, but maybe tied for a different category. Like... They're both JRPGs, but I feel like that they are also very different. Mm -hmm. So for like that same reason, like I feel like they're they're on a pretty level pedestal in my head.
1: No, that's that's completely fair for two turn based, long story driven JRPGs.
0: They're very different. (laughs) Yeah, which is, you know, a, a testament to the developers that like, thank you for being different and not just using a cookie-cutter formula type thing, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm an old-school fan, and 4 is one of my personal favorite games of all time. And in almost every aspect, obviously it's a modern game, so it should do things well. Like, this game is better than that one. Maybe not overall, like, story-wise. And I love the way Part 4 was broken up into chapters, and then all those characters came together at the end. But it's a complete... JRPG experience, and it's hard to do better. Like it's a it's a top ten all time for me. Easy, like no debate whatsoever. And and right there, like I said, right there with with Persona Five is like how to do along and chose the Cold Steel three or four. How you make a game nowadays, and it should be done.
0: And every time I hear you bring up Cold Steel, I'm like, <laughs> God, I really want to get into that series.
1: It's only you know couple hundred, five hundred hour experience to get them all. No, No big deal.
0: Yeah. No big deal. And then, you know, you got the the two that are being translated. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, they're done.
1: It's just a matter of NIS America getting them here. But that's a, that's a rant for a different day. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like Uh, my next
1: podcast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So the, the, uh, the trailer for Dragon Quest 12 didn't reveal wow. much.
1: <laughs> it's a fire and logo!
0: <laughs> but I've heard rumblings of them trying something new with the battle system. Yeah. And that scares me, because Square is making everything action RPGs these days.
1: Yeah. It scares me a lot. Um, At the anniversary that this was announced at... um they talked about it briefestly of briefs and it didn't exactly fill me with confidence. I just like, so if you look at 11, they did do a little bit different with the, you know, characters kind of moving around a little bit and the freeform camera. So there were some changes in there, but it was still turn-based through and through and you can play it. The original, you can play it in 2d for gosh sakes, if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, But 12 could be something new. So what I'm hoping it is, is kind of the evolution, I don't know how much you're into Legend of Heroes, but with the newest, newest game that's coming out in Japan in the fall with Kuro no they are taking their traditional turn-based battle system and kind of just speeding it up a lot. It is still turn-based, command-based, but it is changes. And it actually has, you can play either action GRPG, or you can play it as turn-based. So if Dragon Quest goes that route, which I've seen that game in motion and I love the way it looks, that's okay. If it goes pure action and it ends up being like Heroes or something like that, I'm done. Like, I don't want anything to do with that crap. That is not Dragon Quest. Of all the series that has not changed, Dragon Quest has been the one mainstay. It has not gone Final Fantasy, so...
0: And on the not. other <laughs> on the other end it would be like if a new ease game came out and it was turn based the same idea yeah. yeah people would be like what the fuck like this no ease is my action game what the fuck yeah, that would be <laughs> you know? that'd be very very odd like I, I i'm take... sure like
1: uh, yakuza fans kind of had a similar reaction to be quite frank oh i didn't even think about that
0: but 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 it's jack ju- that... <laughs> judgment is now yakuza so. Yeah, I was going to say, because that game apparently did so well that they're like, all right, you choose this turn-based from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but they started another branch of it, so that's a little bit different. Um, yeah, But yeah, I, change has to come, but turn-based has proven itself over the years to have a dedicated fan base that will shell out money without even thinking about it. Yeah. And
0: I don't see them turn their back on it, but yeah, their words weren't exactly mm-hmm. encouraging. Yeah, I just, I, to me, with Square, it was Final Fantasy and, and Dragon Quest, you know, they're their two big, big dogs. And it's like, they kept getting more and more experimental with Final Fantasy, and they generally left Dragon Quest alone. Yeah. And I felt like that that was really a good thing. And if they could just keep it that way, you know, I'm going to, back in my day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I, I understand that like change is a necessity for business. they got to evolve. Yada, yada, yada. But like you said, there is a proven mm. love for turn-based games. So I don't see the need to steer every goddamn series that you have away from turn-based. There's so many action
1: RPGs. We don't need any more. Um, and th- this is not just us talking. So... Dragon Quest above all other games is Japan. That's their love. Like, you know, it's been talked about before on release dates for Dragon Quest games, it's a national holiday. So, yeah. <laughs> things are shut down because nobody nobody will go to work. Like, this is a big deal and turn-based is a part of that. So I I really don't think they're going to, and I hope they don't. Obviously, we're a long ways away, like two to three years easy before this game is a reality for PS5, but we'll just wait and see.
0: Do you think that there will ever be a game that comes out over here that would become a national holiday for release date. Like that is so mind boggling to me. <laughs> like the I think it is could... heyday. Madden
1: came close um, working in a GameStop and seeing the craziness that went on every year for Madden. Cause that's a part of it too is, you know, games that come out ever so often, like obviously that's a yearly series and it turned into that dragon quest is every couple of years. Obviously it's gotten a little bit further along now, but I can't, I don't know. I'm sorry, what were you, which one were you going to say? Uh,
0: I was going to say the only thing that I could maybe think of would be like Elder Scrolls. Uh, possibly. But, I mean, you're talking about something millions of day one. So, yeah, it, there's not there's not many. Just, it, that's just mind-boggling to me. But it's a testament to how how fucking good Dragon Quest is. It yeah. is. It is. And how beloved.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're you, like us, you know, or like myself, like growing up with that series. That's the way people you know, my age and younger and slash a little bit older, it's been their entire life. It's been there. Like, I don't know if you saw the Netflix movie, but it's very much talking about that idea that it's, this is something that's grown up with us and it's a part of us
0: good or bad. <laughs> it's that's the way it is. And I was always the final fantasy kid. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. when I dabbled in dragon quest, it was an eight on my three DS, but it's the three DS, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of a small screen. Um, now that my PC is good, I could probably emulate 3ds <laughs> cough cough, but um and play it on a decent screen, That'd be or nice. I could, or I could cough cough emulate PS2 cough cough and just play that version. <laughs> <laughs> it would be better because I've always heard great things about eight, but my great. first true Dragon Quest experience was eleven. Okay, and it'd be hard to go back. It, it really would. But but see, that's the thing is like that doesn't usually bother me like especially with RPGs like going back to one that maybe the graphics suffer or the gameplay is a little different and changed it it really doesn't bother me all that much okay. um the only the only thing that gets me sometimes is the speed of battles yeah like i'm thinking of final fantasy 9 in particular okay battles are so slow at first yeah. yeah i mean you can you can adjust the atb though yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. but like before I knew that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, it, I, I get it. Yeah, just just as their default value, they are slow. When I was younger, like I always loved eight. You know, you know that. Um, and
1: I've heard, yeah.
0: My my buddy Emmett was always like, seven and nine are both better than eight, and I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Even though you know, objectively that's true. He's you know, your friend is a wise man, by the way. I'm sorry. No, and that's fine. You know what I mean? That's fine. I, I understand that eight. I, I have a weird relationship with that one because it was my first Final Fantasy, and my brother gave it to me. Yes. So like, I've got the nostalgia and the uh, the good good feelings with it. Um, but I would I really look forward to diving into nine now that I'm a little older mm-hmm. and um, able to know about ATV and those types of things that like the quality of life changes that are there in the newer versions. Yeah, it, it nine should, is
1: should one of the done. ones I'd really love to play on the PC with the, uh, with that mod on there and everything. Just, I mean, the game looks phenomenal. Like, it's what your mind's eye thinks the game looked like, even though it was a jaggy mess on PS One. Like, yeah, <laughs> what what yeah, they're yeah. able to do now with mods to make things look and these old games look incredible is, I really love that.
0: And I am I am an advocate all day for mods. That yeah. those type of mods, yes, absolutely. Yeah like is anything that make like you take these old games because what that's what pissed me off the most about that ff8 remaster release oh god <laughs> was i had been u- playing the modded ff8 and then i bought the remaster and i'm like oh it looks exactly like what i had for free and it's in four by three <laughs> <laughs> yeah <gasps> so i was just like, like I,
1: uh. I i don't understand so you know we get all these remasters Right, and we pay money for them, and then some dude spends you know a year working on a mod, and it looks better than what these developers did. Yeah, I, why don't they do that? Why, why I, we're so willing to buy these remasters sight unseen, and they look marginally better, um, like Legend of Mana that just popped out. Like I think that looks incredible, but it could look better.
0: <laughs> it could look a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the kingdoms of Amalur, uh, mm-hmm. re-released a uh, re-reckoning or whatever it was. If you go and look at the comments on Steam and stuff, people are like, "Well, you can't really call this a remaster. Like, it doesn't look all that much better." They're like, wow. "They added, they added some newer resolutions and a field of visions or a field of view slider." Wow. That's it. And I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a little prettier. Like some things are shinier, darks are darker, but it wasn't this massive graphical jump that people were expecting. And I, I don't know. I think that I I think a lot of that is because it was a PlayStation three game. So it was already
1: pretty good. You know, that's, I think that's when we're getting our PS three to PS four remasters. It's one thing. When you go back to PS one, you really got to remake the game. It can't just be a new coat of paint on it. It's got to be almost done from the ground up.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh well, sir, it has been uh, about forty-five minutes, and I don't want to keep you too terribly long. Is there anything about Eleven that you would like to bring up? Uh, anything you wanted to touch on that I may have missed?
1: Not particularly, other than that. For whatever reason, maybe I was dogging on some other ones before. This is the definitive edition, I think. I didn't realize there was as many changes as there actually is. Like I was, there's a wiki page for it. And when they were publicizing this game, the big thing was the orchestral music and the 2D mode and having all four party members on the screen, which is huge. Like, that changes the entire game of seeing your party run around with you, right? Oh, but yeah. So. New content changes. Make, I mean, I'm looking at, like, a list of, like, 30 or 40 things on here that I didn't know. And I'm in the business, <laughs> right? So yeah, it, they should have done horrible. a much better job promoting it, and I would have promoted it even harder. Um, should this game have been this way to begin with? Absolutely. But if you're waiting, you know, I waited for it, and I got—I think I got it for like $25. So that's a big difference, too. If you're going to spend $60 on the original and then 60 on the definitive edition, That's one thing, but me getting it for 25 I feel much better about it and can embrace it and love it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know some of the the quality of life changes that I really liked was uh, the ability to use the forge wherever. That's huge. That is wonderful. Uh, I didn't even know that, so
1: I I saw that on the list. I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I didn't recognize that.
0: Oh, yeah, anytime you're running around, if you hit start, you know, you can oh. use the, the fun size forge I'm, I'm still running back to the, to the camps
1: to use it. So, <laughs> or I mean, yeah. you can zoom to them. So it's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah. it's not too bad. The, uh, uh, the one then...
1: thing for sure is when you are forging and able to buy the
0: items as you're forging, I mean,
1: yes, my goodness, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Just like, Oh, you don't have this, but you'd like to spend 2000 gold. Yes, I would. Well, yeah. Yes. please, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then the horse hailer is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember in the original. Did you get the the abilities like nose for treasure?
1: I. That's a long time, Dragon Quest. So I don't recall if you didn't like Yengus. That was his thing, right? He was a bandit, so he had nose for treasure, and that was the whole game. But so I don't, I don't think it was in the original, though. I may be wrong.
0: Hmm. It's just, yeah. I'll 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 have to check that list out for the. uh the last episode which this should be the ending of the last episode i believe okay so it'll be the the dragon quest wrap-up and stuff um i've i've really enjoyed my time with it um before this interview you would have heard my thoughts on the final final bits of the game and stuff so uh whatever future dalton said is also true for past dalton (laughs) which is me now (laughs) because uh that doesn't come out till next weekend gotcha but but that'll be today for whoever's listening to this so hi people in the future Ooh. i hope the world's still around maybe i don't know maybe done. maybe the dark sp- dark spawn came and destroyed it again <laughs> jerk <We'll never> know.
1: <laughs> but yeah that's all but i uh, got that's i think we've said our set our piece and um it's kind of nice to talk with you and not like had to go through back to the game you guys did that for us we didn't have to spoil everything um just talk about what we loved about it, and there was a few things that were that could have been improved, of course, but overall top notch nine point five out of ten at least
0: yeah the good the good definitely outweighs the bad, and i would I would agree with the nine point five absolutely uh well, I think this was a good episode. <laughs> we'll let yeah. them decide
1: though they may have turned it off twenty minutes ago, so
0: that's fair, that's fair, and I hope you all have a goo rate. Rest of your week. Uh, thank you for listening to the Dragon Quest Eleven saga, James. Thank you for coming and talking to me here on the end of this episode. Um, go ahead and plug your stuff real quick, sir.
1: Oh yeah, um, my pleasure, sir. Uh, yeah, JRPG Report. Each week we do the podcast. You can check us out on every uh, listening platform, uh, creative ever. You know that's the way we do it. Uh, also, we got the YouTube channel, so you can check out. Uh, weekly trailers that pop up for every JRPG out there that I can get my hands on. I post it on the channel along with gameplays. We do live streams each night. Like right now, we're playing through Dragon Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition Super Star Mode, whatever it's called. Uh, you can <laughs> check that out. Most nights I get started around nine thirty or ten. If you want to really see what this game is all about, and um, yeah, that's that's how you can find us. Social medias,
0: of course, Facebook and Twitter. JRPG Report for sure. And you can find everything you want to do with the steam machine podcast at the steam machine Podcast wordpresscom There's links to the merch site. There's links to the Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, that would be me and a huge deal. Um, there is links to the social medias, uh, of your choosing Twitter, Facebook, uh, don't have an Instagram probably should have an Instagram too lazy to run an Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, the, I'm the same it, way. It, I've got one that I haven't <laughs> used
1: in years. So,
0: yeah. Uh, and, any of the links that you need are on there. SteamMachinePodcast.wordpress.com You can also listen to each and every episode on there. Uh, stream them from the website. Um, other than that, man, I ain't got shit left. So, I do appreciate you all listening. James, again, thank you for coming on, sir. My pleasure for having me. And as always, guys... Take it easy.